Hey everyone. I want you to know that I talk pretty frankly about marriage and husbands and wives and their relationships in this podcast, and it may not be suitable for young children. So please be aware. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Dicey Stuff, the podcast about life because, well, the dicey stuff is the realest stuff of our lives. Come along as Lois examines living as a Christian woman in this modern age. Time to roll. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Dicey Stuff. My name is Lois Matson. Thank you for joining me. Why do we have sex? What is the purpose of it? Is it for pleasure? Is it for fun? I've been thinking about this in the day and the world and the culture that we live in, where there's a lot of sexual immorality. What does God say about it? What is the purpose of this union? It's interesting that in Genesis chapter 1, God gives the command to be fruitful and multiply, even before he had given the commandment that people were not to eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Genesis 1, 26-28 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. The command to not eat The fruit is in Genesis chapter 2, where God had put the man in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it, and he said that you can eat the fruit in the garden, but not that one. Genesis chapter 2 also gives the details of the creation of woman as a separate being from man. God takes the rib from Adam after causing him to sleep deeply and creates the woman. Genesis 2 says they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. There wasn't shame in nakedness until after sin came into the world. After sin came into the world, the first thing they do is grab fig leaves and try to cover their nakedness. Before that, they didn't even realize that they were naked. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24 says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. There's a joining that happens in the sexual relationship that has two purposes and one byproduct. Let's talk about the purposes. What are the purposes of the sexual relationship? 
while the first one is given to us as be fruitful and multiply. The union of a man and a woman brings new life into the world, fruitfulness. This is also a proof text against homosexuality because new life cannot come from a homosexual relationship. The second purpose of the sexual union of a man and his wife is the joining, the union that's written in chapter 2, when they shall become one flesh. When a man leaves his father and mother and holds fast to his wife and they become one flesh, they're joined, they're united. Adam's rib is now back in place where it belongs. There's a bond that happens when you're joined to your spouse. And it's intended to be with a spouse, not with just another human with whom you are not in a one flesh relationship for life. Marriage is one man, one woman in a one flesh relationship for a lifetime. That's what God intends. When you join into a one flesh relationship, when you have sexual relations with someone who is not your spouse, you are joined to them. There is a union that happens. And if it is someone who you are not married to, and it's taken casually, then that one flesh relationship is torn apart. And that leaves a wound. It's a wound that doesn't ever fully heal. It can heal, but it will have a scar. Entering into that sexual relationship with multiple people, with no commitment, with no marriage, is dangerous. That is seriously dicey stuff. The person who is united to multiple partners without marriage leaves a little piece of themselves with each partner. The union of the man and the woman in a marriage relationship is a bond. It's glue that ties you together, that joins you back into a one flesh union relationship. They call it the bonds of matrimony for a reason. It's not bondage like slavery, but you are bound to each other. Just like the church is bound to Christ. When a person is bound to many, many different people in sexually immoral relationships without the bonds of matrimony, it diminishes your humanity. You leave a little piece of your humanity behind every time. You're not whole anymore. On the other hand, the positive of a man and his wife united in sexual relations joins you again and again and again in a closer bond. That glue joins you closer and closer together. And it's beautiful and it's holy. It's a sacred covenant 
Paul writes about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I want to read verses 12 through 20. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach, and the stomach for food, and God will destroy both one and the other. The body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord, and will also raise us up by His power. Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For, as it is written, the two will become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Verse 16 says, Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute becomes one body with her? It can also be translated, Do you not know that he who holds fast to a prostitute, that one flesh union, that word joined, is compared to the word in Genesis 2.24, where it talks about a man leaving his father and mother and holding fast to his wife. It's the same concept. And it's the one flesh relationship. Being joined to someone who is not your spouse joins you into a one flesh relationship with that person. And it's a sin against your own body. And it's a sin that is perpetrated with your body. Our bodies are members of Christ, and the body is not meant for sexual immorality. The body is purchased by God, by Christ, by His own precious holy blood. And we are to glorify God in our bodies. Sex outside of marriage only hurts. It hurts us, ourself. It hurts the other person. It can hurt the child if they are conceived out of wedlock. Verse 12 says, All things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. We can make these choices, but they are not good choices if we are choosing to have sex outside of marriage. Our body is a temple, and it's dedicated to God. Its purpose is to glorify God, to serve God, to worship God. God cares about your body. He created 
your body in his own image. And he is going to raise that body on the last day. When verse 18 says, flee from sexual immorality, it is calling for us to flee from the norms, to stand apart from, to run away from the norms of our culture, our society that believes that sex is just for fun. I said there were two purposes for sex and one byproduct. First purpose, be fruitful and multiply, bringing forth new life into the world. Second purpose, joining, uniting, gluing together husband and wife. So what's the byproduct? It's fun. It's pleasurable. If you're not having fun in your bedroom, in the marriage relationship, please, please do some research with your spouse and find out what can be changed in order for you to have fun. Because sex should be fun for the man and for the woman. It should be an enjoyable union. God did make it with the byproduct of pleasure. But that's a byproduct. That's not the purpose. The purpose of sex is for new life and for union with your spouse. We are to hold fast to our spouse and be united in that one flesh union. The result is children, prayerfully, hopefully, and the joining of our hearts, our souls, our bodies into a one flesh relationship that will last until the day that one of the partners breathes their last. But sex outside of marriage also creates a one flesh relationship that then is broken. And there are scars, there are wounds, there are hurts that come from that. And our culture does not tell us that because our culture says sex is for fun. And it is not for fun. That's the byproduct. The fun is the bonus. The purpose is to join us, to join us, to join us. And when you're joined to someone that you're not married to, it hurts to not be joined anymore. That tearing apart is painful. Two becoming one and then tearing back into two is painful. The person who has casual sex doesn't even realize necessarily that there is a joining going on because all they're focused on is the fun. And when it's not fun anymore, it's over. Which may be hours, maybe minutes, maybe days or weeks. But it's not a lifetime of committed, married intercourse 
over the course of years. Our world today says, have fun, just do it. It's all great. But our world does not know what is actually happening in that union. We treat it very lightly, and that is a dangerous place to be, because God intends this to be a beautiful lifetime of committed relationship, that bond of matrimony, the ties that bind us together with our spouse. You were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. Serve your spouse in the bonds of matrimony. God be praised if you bring forth new life into the world. You will be united with your spouse, joined and bound to your spouse in that relationship, whether children come or not. And the fun is just a bonus. Let's pray about marriage. Heavenly Father, you are the creator of marriage and of the one flesh relationship. We ask your blessing on married people today, that they will continue to reach for each other, continue to join in that one flesh relationship and union, that they will continue to be united and bonded together. We pray that our culture will not influence our thoughts about husband and wife and about what that means. Bless our families. Keep us from sexual immorality in all its forms. Thank you for your promises and your faithfulness to us in your word. Thank you that we are bought with a price. We ask that we will always glorify you with our bodies. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to Dicey Stuff. Join our Facebook group and give me your thoughts. I appreciate you listening. God's peace be with you. Oh, hey, DSPS. There's a writing titled Marriage Joins Two People in the Circle of Love by Edmund O'Neill that I would like to read for you. Marriage is a commitment to life, the best that two people can find and bring out in each other. It offers opportunities for sharing and growth that no other relationship can equal. It is a physical and an emotional joining that is promised for a lifetime. Within the circle of its love, marriage encompasses all of life's most important relationships. A wife and a husband are each other's best friend, confidant, lover, teacher, listener, and critic. And there may come times when one partner is heartbroken or ailing, and the love of the other may resemble the tender caring of a parent for a child. Marriage deepens and enriches every facet of life. Happiness is fuller, memories are fresher, commitment is stronger, even anger is felt more strongly and passes away more quickly. Marriage understands and forgives the mistakes 
life is unable to avoid. It encourages and nurtures new life, new experiences, and new ways of expressing a love that is deeper than life. When two people pledge their love and care for each other in marriage, they create a spirit unique unto themselves, which binds them closer than any spoken or written words. Marriage is a promise, a potential made in the hearts of two people who love each other and takes a lifetime to fulfill. Take care, friends. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dicey Stuff, the podcast where Lois talks about this big dicey adventure called life. You're welcome to send your comments and feedback to DiceyStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Please, if you would, subscribe and share. Until next time, roll on, friends. <laughs>